0: Good morning, friends and family. This is Elizabeth Smith with another episode of Alcoholism, Bipolar Disorder, and the Courage to Change. Today's episode is called Bipolar Disorder, Holland Hospital Hospitalization. So yesterday I shared with you my suicide survival story, and I shared with you that I've had five hospitalizations due to my bipolar disorder due to mania or depression and I thought I would share my second hospitalization with you all today it was in 2010 and I was totally manic um, my therapist who specializes in bipolar disorder, is a woman by the name of Susan DeGroote in Marquette, Michigan. <clears throat> she is amazing. She was my therapist from 2009, after my suicide attempt, um, all the way until 2016, when I ended up moving from Marquette to Menominee. So Susan and I, obviously, I I was her patient for that many years. And um, gosh, she is just the most amazing therapist. Like, I couldn't ask for a better therapist. She really helped me on my journey of bipolar disorder and acceptance. And we had a bipolar support group, which was awesome because... It was patients of Susan's, all who had bipolar disorder. And we would meet weekly to talk about our bipolar disorder and what was going on in our day-to-day lives. And that support group was, on top of therapy, was amazing because I got to become rather close with a couple of the women who also struggle with bipolar disorder. And one woman in particular, an older lady by the name of Pat, who was an, a nurse, actually, in her career, um, she was in her 70s in our group. Um, we became very close, and I'm still close with her to this day. We write letters to each other and talk occasionally on the phone. So. I am in therapy with Susan. I also am in psychiatry with Dr. Cameron Wilcox at Marquette General Hospital. And I'm taking my medication and I've been on so many bipolar meds, it's not even funny. Um, We've tried all different kinds of medication to help regulate my mania as well as my depressive states as well, and my sleep as well, and anxiety. So um, I can't really recall what med I was on in 2010. Um, I just know that this hospitalization was due to mania. And Susan, I'll never forget, she was uh, you know, I'm in therapy with her and I would meet with her weekly. And when I was doing better, I would meet with her every other week. But after my suicide attempt, I was meeting with her weekly. And so this has been a year after my suicide attempt. And, you know, things are going good and it's springtime. And in the spring, I usually get pretty manic I think it's the weather change I think it's like the nicer weather and I feel invincible, like I can do all things and I have big ideas and my mind gets racing and um, my therapist Susan was like I know you're manic because of what you're wearing and I'll never forget I it's like springtime probably April-ish May, 2010 and I come in to meet her and I'm in like a mini skirt and my mom's winter boots so I can't even put my clothing together and my therapist Susan is like yeah I can tell you're manic by what you're wearing today so I um I'm really manic and I'm really high and one of the techniques when I'm manic that my therapist and psychiatrist would do is one of the strategies was I would take time off my work and I was working at the time at um Upper Peninsula Family Solutions I was a foster care licensing worker and foster care worker and one of the strategies that they would do is put me on um um Trazodone. and I would need to stay grounded for three days in suggested suggested a dark room like my bedroom and literally stay there and get the mania cycle broken by being grounded literally like a little kid being grounded and staying in a darker room, maybe doing some reading, and having quiet time, and that was how I would break out of my manic cycles. So, but in this case, I was so manic that I required hospitalization, and Susan and I would process this. Um, This was a planned hospitalization where you know, I'm not taken by ambulance, and my husband's not having to get a court order to have me hospitalized. I, hospitalized. I was, um, I even I agreed that I knew I was really manic and needed to go to a hospital. So this is like May two, yeah, I think it was May two thousand ten. So. I told Susan I really didn't want to go to a hospital in Marquette that I'm working now. It was I was working part-time. I just wanted to go somewhere, I didn't know where, but you know, break this manic cycle. And so we talked about that my mom and sister lived in Holland, Michigan at the time. And um my brother lived in Grand Rapids, and so I have family downstate, and let's go to and research Holland Hospital for a psychiatric stay. And that's exactly what I did. I ended up going for a week to Holland Hospital, and it's so funny because my sister lives on um, in Holland right across from Moran Park and I could see her house from my hospital room which was really cool because obviously my brother and sister would come up to visit me um, during this hospital stay and um, they were really happy that I could be close and I was so manic but I will say this you know I because of I think my ego I assess you know how is this hospital stay compared to market general hospital and holland hospital um psychiatric unit was awesome, like they had daily programming which um basically comprised of um education in in the morning, they had relaxation classes they had art classes um they had a lot of education about self care um and i was at holland hospital with it was it was kind of busy in the psych unit there were probably 10 of us in the psych unit and um the food was really good i remember that i remember um i had a wonderful psychiatrist and I can't remember his name, but um, he he was really wonderful. And the programming on the psych unit was amazing. So, and maybe I was a little manic too, so I thought everything was really cool. But I enjoyed my hospitalization there. And I also was um, treated for my alcoholism there as well because... Um, The psychiatrist, you know, in doing my interview with me, I talked about my drinking and how I, you know, continued drinking. And I think that I use drinking as a self-medicating thing to address my bipolar mania because at least the alcohol would kind of bring me down. And so for the first time in 2010 at Holland Hospital, I was put on... Um, a medication to help my alcohol cravings. And now I can't remember what it was, though, but um, I was put on a medication to help alcohol cravings. Um, So at Holland Hospital, I met a guy by the name of Michael, and he was in the psych unit with me, and I really, really... um, liked this kid, and he was, gosh, easily 10, 15 years younger than me, but I don't know why, I just, he was really quiet, and he was an artist, and he would draw a lot, and I don't know, I would just end up talking to him, and um, I just really liked him a lot, he was a really nice, neat guy, and I don't know why he was there, we never really talked about that, but I do know that... Um, he left the hospital before me, and I asked him for his email address and Facebook address, and we exchanged that with each other. And so I end up leaving the hospital like a couple days after he leaves, and I ended up staying in touch with him. And I can't even remember the city he used to live in. I think it was somewhere up near Petoskey, Michigan. It was. I mean, he he lived a long ways away from me. So I would email him, um, maybe on a weekly basis, and Facebook him on a weekly basis. You know, just sort of, how are you doing? Checking in, kind of thing. So. A couple months go by and I I really don't hear from him and I'm starting to wonder like what's going on and one day, this is a couple months after the hospitalization, so sometime in the summer, um, I go on his Facebook and I realize that he had committed suicide and his family left a message on his Facebook for him. And I'm bawling my eyes out because he was so creative and the nicest kid. And I, um, I sent his family a Facebook post, like introducing myself and explaining how I knew Michael and what a great guy he was and that I was thinking and praying for their family. But, you know, um, it hurt because we can't, you know, once again, suicide takes a life. And he didn't reach out for help. Um, He committed suicide. And just another friend gone for, you know, due to pain and suffering and depression. So that was um that was another tough tough time in my life was to lose Michael. So that was my second hospitalization at Holland Hospital and today I am grateful to be sober 3 years going over 3 years. I'm grateful to have my friends and my family in my life, I am grateful to have Stevie in my life. I just bought a guinea pig and his name is Stevie. I named him after Stevie Nicks, who I love, love Fleetwood Mac, like can't get enough of that. And I, um, I'm i gonna go visit Stevie here. He lives with other critters. So he lives with um, our family dog, Sadie, who is a black lab. He lives with the bird, Elsa, and he lives with a bunch of fish. So Sadie lives at the shop where I work at Main Street Used Appliances, and I'm going to go visit Stevie here soon. So I love my guinea pig. I'm addicted. Like, I'm totally in love with this guinea pig. He is so stinking adorable and sweet, and even Sadie our black lab like like stevie like their buddies it's really funny to have to see this like big black lab and little stevie my guinea pig like they lick each other and they kind of like hang out it's really funny so anyway everybody have a great day have a great morning and rest of your day tomorrow i'll continue to share more of my hospitalizations due to bipolar disorder, mania and depression with that I'll pass thanks for listening, over and out okay okay okay, what's going on? Okay.